the Healing with Hydrogen podcast. Brought to you by H2 Minutes. Healing is the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. This podcast is all about how hydrogen gas can aid to that process. This season is Healing with Hydrogen 101. And this is episode six, where we are answering the very important question, is this safe? Thanks for listening. Let's go. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is your boy, Taiwan, and this is the Healing with Hydrogen podcast brought to you by H2 Minutes. Uh, and this is Healing with Hydrogen 101, episode six. And uh, we kind of took a little break last week. We had some life uh, interruptions. We're actually, we're actually moving um, to a new home. And so we weren't able to get our podcast out on our normal schedule like we wanted to. But we're back. We're back at it this week. So, Kayla, can you go ahead and fill them in about what we're going to be talking about a little bit? Yeah. So today we are going to be answering the question, is hydrogen for health benefit purposes? Um, is that safe to use? And it's an important question. I don't know if it's a question everybody um, asks all the time when they ingest things. I know it's not a question that is asked for quote unquote more, I guess, holistic or natural health remedies. I think it's assumed that if it's natural, it's safe, which is not a good thing to assume. Right, right. (laughs) Um, so, so is there evidence that it's safe is, how do we know that it's safe? These are all things we're going to be talking about. Um, Tawan, tell us a little bit of why this is an important question. Well, I believe that you already kind of touched on some of the things that I think are important with it. Um, one is like you said, we, we are marketed to every day and we ingest a lot of different things. Um, and the question of, is it safe? Um, is not necessarily always the first thing that comes to mind. And so with anything new, especially right now, like hydrogen is a new modality. It's a new therapeutic agent, um, something that uh, has not really been considered or even made into mainstream yet um, as a therapeutic agent or supplement to consume every day. Um, I think it's an important question to ask, is it safe? Um, and how are we going about verifying that it's safe? And so the cool part about it is coming out the gate with, for everybody, um, hydrogen appears to be very safe. It has a super high safety profile and we're just going to walk through some of that data to, uh, tell you guys basically how they discovered that it's, that it's safe for us to consume. So let's go ahead and get it cracking, Kay. Well, so first of all, we're talking about the safety profile, of hydrogen, um, you might not know what a safety profile is. What that what that is, but the safety profile is the chemistry, pharmacology, therapeutic effects, and adverse effects of an administered drug or other substance. So we'll let you know what we're actually talking about here. Someone, give us the first reason why we can know hydrogen is safe. Yeah. So before I even begin. Um, side note, everything that we consume has a safety profile. I mean, popular things such as vitamin C has a safety profile um, where it has therapeutic effects, but there's also conditions of where it can have adverse effects. And it's important for us to know that. And so the first thing um, that we can look at to discover hydrogen safety profile is the data. And this is something that we actually talk about in our um, safety profile video on extra minutes. Uh, regarding hydrogen. 
is number one is the data. We just have a whole, we just have a, a, a growing body of research that is demonstrating that it's safe. So the first thing to realize for molecular hydrogen is that out of 170, um, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Out of 170 human disease models that have been investigated, um, I think that number is higher, but we haven't had any publications to state it. Um, but it was stated about 170 human disease models, I think about 2018. Um, so it's probably higher than that now, but out of 170 human disease models has been investigated with more than 1700 scientific publications or, or studies. There has been zero cytotoxic um, effects or evidence of cytotoxic effects or byproducts in the human body. Um, and so uh, that's pretty, uh, I mean, for, 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 for hydrogen being new, that's pretty remarkable that that's what the, what the data is suggesting. Like, um, it's very rare to have any kind of um, agent that you can look at to that extent and come away with zero cytotoxic effects in any kind of human mm -hmm. studies. So uh, that's the first thing I would say is, 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 is the data. And we actually have some sources that I just wanted to just drive this point home because um, we probably have about five sources to read here. But quotes. or quotes, I should say quotes, but there are literally probably hundreds mm -hmm. of quotes like this. Yeah, thus far hundreds, I, and 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 that's not being, it's not exaggerating. <laughs> uh, so, Kayla, will you go ahead and read the first one for us? In addition to growing evidence obtained by model animal experiments, extensive clinical examinations were performed or are underway. Since most drugs specifically act on their specific targets, H2 seems to differ from conventional pharmaceutical drugs owing to its great efficacy and lack of adverse effects. H2 has potential for clinical applications for many diseases. Yeah, I always love that one because it, it, it puts hydrogen in a in a separate category. Not only does it say it has lack of adverse effects, but but that it seems to function differently than standard pharmaceutical drugs. Mm -hmm. So, um, but what's the next one? This one says H two proved to be suitable for these purposes. H two has no cytotoxicity even at high concentration. Yeah, which is something we're going to talk about later, which is not just is H2 safe, but also at what levels, you know, um, is it safe? And so generally speaking, you can you can ingest something um, at, um, let's just say, for example, toxicity um, has to deal with the, the actual agent itself, but also has to, it takes into account um, the amount of that agent to actually induce a toxic effect. And this is what something pretty cool about hydrogen we're going to talk about later is, is even at high levels, mm -hmm. it seems to be safe. So what's the next next quote, Kay? Okay, it says, it says, there are no safety issues with hydrogen. It has been used for years in gas mixtures for deep diving and in numerous clinical trials without adverse events. And there are no warnings in the literature of its toxicity or long-term exposure effects. And you can go ahead and just go on through the next ones. Okay, this one says, hydrogen has not been reported to be toxic at effective doses, and overdoses are unlikely 
as excess hydrogen is expired via the lungs. That's pretty cool. You're right. Um, <clears throat> that one of the one of the one of the reasons why we know it's safe too that you can't hydrogen doesn't build up in your body. Yeah, you just breathe it back. You out. just breathe it back out. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So there's one more. It says. We did not observe any unwanted side effects of H2, including headache, diarrhea, or vomiting. Our data give us a clue that H2 might have the potential to be used as a novel lipid-regulating agent with the advantage of no toxicity compared with other commonly used lipid-regulating drugs that have side effects on the liver and kidney. Yeah, and so... I could have actually gotten probably about three more that are like that, where it discusses how hydrogen seems to differ from other therapeutic drugs um, for particular issues and how it seems to differ uh, because they have side effects, which is pretty common. I mean, if we think about it, I mean, how many times we watch on TV and you hear this drug that's used for um, this particular disease, mm. and then they go through and they talk about what was actually the benefit of that drug. And mm -hmm. as, I mean, you know, they might list off 10 different benefits of how it's, it did this and improved this and had this clinical trial and and has been tested and it's, it's, it's um, has, uh, you know, great efficacy and stuff like that. And then we get to the end of the video, uh, the end of the ad, and then it's like, they'll, put it into hyperdrive and spit out like 35 different negative effects, side effects, side effects and negative effects. And so it's just common. That's just the way it is. And, yeah. and so it's that's to be expected. Yeah. Yeah. It's to be expected that you're going to have negative effects. And so it's pretty cool to see that with hydrogen thus far, we, we haven't observed that. And that's pretty, um, it was pretty amazing considering the extent it, that that it has been looked at thus far. I mean, if it was like we only had, you know, 10 studies or 100 studies and or something, then it's it's, it's less impressive. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that number is growing so, so, so rapidly that um, it is an impressive uh, property so far that we see of hydrogen, or at least mm -hmm. what we discovered it through through the actual research. So. What's the next one, Kay? What's, so we kind of covered the data, says that it's safe. Mm -hmm. What's the next category we're going to kind of cover? So the next reason how we know hydrogen is safe is because it's not foreign to our bodies. Um, humans actually can produce more than 10 liters of H2 a day with a good diet containing fruits, vegetables, and fiber-rich foods. This is due to the production of H2 by our gut flora or gut bacteria. Yeah. So one, I think we say in our video on h is that it's native, mm -hmm. that um, hydrogen is actually native to our bodies. Yeah. And our bodies have already seen it, already dealt with it. Yeah. They already deal it's with levels of it. like brand new. Yeah. And we, it's, it's the cool, the cool thing is, is that um, our human cells don't produce hydrogen by themselves. Um, it is uh, we why well, we don't have the we don't have the hydrogenase enzyme to be able to, to produce hydrogen naturally within our cells. But our guts have plenty of bacteria that can produce hydrogen, and so we have this relationship from our gut to our bodies through our bacteria 
of producing hydrogen. We're actually thinking about doing a video about this. Um, and we already have one that we've created um, about hydrogen in the gut, but um, there's a recent study that came out that was really awesome that I want to do a video over to talking about how this relationship between um, the bacteria of our gut and hydrogen and even administering hydrogen to our guts. Um, it's just really cool uh, that that is a relationship there because we, can, because we can't actually produce it ourselves by our own cells. Um, so uh, this has also been confirmed and verified by the literature on hydrogen. And so we have some quotes here, and I think you all will be surprised how much hydrogen that we can actually produce in a day. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable when you actually look at the numbers. So, Kay, will you go ahead and read the first quote for us? Sure. It says, although the intestinal H2 production continues, the amount is reported to be only 1.6 milliliters per minute. This can increase by sevenfold to 30-fold in various situations, but a large part of colonic H2 is dissipated by three main H2-consuming reactions, methanogenesis, sulfate reduction, and acetogenesis, whatever that means. Yeah, so basically hydrogen being used in the process to produce meth uh, methane. The other ones are also reactions that consume hydrogen. So basically... Um, one thing that's pretty cool about this source is that it actually gives us kind of an idea of what our guts is producing per minute, just on average, not actually fermenting um, non-digestible non carbohydrates or anything like that, that we kind of have a steady production of a low production of hydrogen that we produce every minute. We're just constantly producing it every minute. But like we said earlier, with a good diet of fruit and fruits and vegetables, fiber-rich foods, it can increase seven to thirty-fold. Like um, it can increase a lot, and we can not only just go from producing milliliters per minute, but liters mm -hmm. of hydrogen per day. So, um, can you read the next quote? It kind of discusses this. Yeah, it says. Roughly 40 grams of carbohydrate is thought to enter the normal human colon each day. So enormous 12,000 milliliters per day quantities of H2 should be released into the colonic lumen. Yeah. So basically, in essence, that quote is saying that we can produce 12 liters of hydrogen gas a day. Now, you want to think about it. Um, I think the easiest reference for people's minds is like two liter bottles of soda. <laughs> hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that you just take six of those two liter bottles, stuff it full of hydrogen gas. And if you're eating a good diet, you could be producing that much. Yeah. So that could be the real reason why we get health benefits from those kind of diets. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is what one of the things we talk about in our instrument video right. on the gut that mm -hmm. That one of the theories or what researchers are, are kind of postulating and has been kind of corroborated by evidence too. There's there's mm. quite a few studies that they use things like agents like um, arcobos, which is basically like a carbohydrate, mm -hmm. where they've shown like hydrogen benefiting the hydrogen production um, from that benefiting our liver. 
one of the benefits of fiber is that we actually produce hydrogen gas and that we get secondary benefits or secondary effects. And with this in mind of what we were talking about, um, how I just said about benefiting the liver. So with that being said, it kind of brings us to the next point because um, basically we already kind of touched on it. But with this knowledge, we know that we actually have a basal level of hydrogen that circulates our bodies and is being sent to all of our cells. And so this is really important because this ties to the idea of what we're talking about as being native or being not foreign, that our cells have seen hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, not just, you know, different forms of hydrogen, like hydrogen ions or something, but, but molecular hydrogen, our, our cells are actually have, have uh, seen it, have had exposure to molecular hydrogen at low levels um, and allows them to be acquainted with it. So we actually, in at any given time, depending on the person and their diet, we have a basal level of about one to five micromolars or less of hydrogen gases in our blood um, at any given time throughout the day. Yeah, so you can go ahead and read the quote for this, K. Yeah, it says the presence of basal levels of H2 indicates one or more endogenous sources, suggesting that it plays a physiological role. And then there's this other quote that says, these results show that the hydrogen that is physiologically produced within living organisms plays a very important role in the physiological maintenance of the living body. Right. So this is goes back to what I was just talking about from the studies where they're looking at fibers and seeing how it produces molecular hydrogen or that the gut floor produces molecular hydrogen and that it can go on to benefit the body, <clears throat> different organs or whatever. And um, and so we know that because we actually produce it from our gut, that it um, and that it circulates in our blood, and that we actually can see benefits from it. Um, that this has been part of the actual safety profile that has gone into hydrogen. That researchers are actually seeing that it's actually not inducing toxic effects when we actually eat uh, fruits and vegetables. That is actually producing beneficial effects. Uh, when we eat fruits and vegetables and that it um, and it just aids to the safety profile of hydrogen. So another reason we know that H2 is safe is because of the history and the experience with H2 through the years. Um, not from us, but in research. Um, we touched on this in our previous podcast on the history of H2. And also we have a video about the history of H2, and it's also in our safety video. We know H2 is safe because it has been used to ameliorate mm -hmm. decompression sickness and deep sea diving since 1945. And there, the H2 concentration has been as high as 98.87% H2 and 1.26% O2 at 19.1%. ATM with minimal to no adverse cytotoxic effects. And then our U.S. military has also been using H2 for deep sea diving since the 60s. So when researching the safety profile of H2, they can look back at this. And this gives a very big defense for why H2 is safe. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, deep sea diving and the research that went into it and went into using hydrogen as an inert gas that can be, that can be used. Um, and then, then discovering 
that it had beneficial effects, you know, from decompression sickness to um, high pressure nervous system, uh, syndrome from DC diving. I mean, there's a, a couple different things that they actually notice when they use these high levels of hydrogen. And another thing they notice is that it can go deeper. <laughs> the divers were able to go deeper and have less adverse effects from the, from the deep diving. Uh, and they were using levels that are way beyond anything we would ever use um, in the, in the scientific literature or what, or like, or what a person would be exposed to in everyday life um, from drinking hydrogen-rich water or from hydrogen inhalation. Um, right. And it's so also long enough ago to where it helps us to know that hydrogen doesn't have the adverse effects maybe yeah. over time. Right. The long, long, long lasting residual. Mm-hmm. That you might effects. not have the negative effects right away, but mm-hmm. you know, some things have, over time, mm-hmm. you can see the negative effects of, but this being so long ago, then that mm-hmm. gives us that little bit of confidence. Right. Well, it just kind of remind me of what we just we've 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 um we've talked about. Well, I wouldn't say we talked about, but basically, it just brought it just brought up to mind like like a like a common like an easy today example. Of this would be like COVID getting the initial case of COVID and have a severe case and then the long lasting effects of long COVID. Right. I mean, like there's, there's a difference between, you know, the initial acute damaging effects Mm -hmm. and then the residual long lasting effects of something. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we can look at with molecular hydrogen with deep sea diving and seeing that it's been used for a long time and there has not been any, um, documentation of long-term adverse effects for using this. So this is actually a big one. And this is quoted um, or talked about a lot in the literature as well. And so I have a couple quotes uh, that you can go ahead and read for. Okay. So this first one says, H2 can be administered as a gas in saline implants or infusions as topical solutions or baths, or by drinking H2-enriched water. This latter method is the easiest and least costly method of administration. There are no safety issues with hydrogen. It has been used for years in gas mixtures for deep diving and in numerous clinical trials without adverse effects, and there are no warnings in the literature of its toxicity or long-term exposure effects. Yeah. And then... um... The next one. H2 has more advantages from the aspect of toxicity. H2 has no cytotoxicity, even at high concentration. Furthermore, safety standards have been established for high concentrations of hydrogen gas for inhalation. Since high pressure hydrogen gas is used in deep sea diving gas mixes to prevent decompression sickness and arterial gas thrombi. The safety of H2 for humans is demonstrated by its application in hydroleox, an exotic breathing gas mixture of 49% H2, 50% helium, and 1% O2, which is used to prevent decompression sickness and nitrogen narcosis during very deep technical diving. Yeah, so like with both of these quotes, we can see that deep sea diving has been very important for establishing the safety profile for hydrogen. Um, We actually have one more quote to read. 
Yeah, so in terms of clinical application, molecular hydrogen offers advantages from the perspective of toxicity. Hydrogen has already been used in humans to prevent high-pressure nervous syndromes in deep-sea divers. In addition, safety standards have been established for hydrogen inhalation to help prevent decompression sickness and arterial gas thrombine. Yeah, so that basically kind of touches on the other what the other quote said too. So right. we just clearly see that deep sea diving has has served as a very important um, aspect of of not only experience but but um, research as far as hydrogen safety um, on the human body. Now, granted, we we've talked about in other things that hydrogen is a flammable gas and there's certain things that are about, that are about its characteristics that would otherwise make it a dangerous gas. Uh, but as far as its adverse effects on us, um, the literature, the literature continues to scream that it's safe. So, um, I think the last thing that we can kind of just discuss is that because of what we just looked at the data, that it's native or that it's not foreign to us, that is that we've actually had experience with it um, at very high levels is demonstrated as safe too, that we can we can look at where it is today, the safety profile, and say that molecular hydrogen has an extremely safe, uh, has extremely high safety profile for humans. Um, and that the research is demonstrating that it's safe um for basically all of us it's it's basically safe for for from from children's age all the way up to adulthood um now we obviously need more research um you know to be able to confirm these findings to make sure to make sure uh that it is uh not gonna harm let's say our our kids or us or whatever we need we need more research but for what the research says right now. Uh, drink it up, breathe it up, <laughs> <laughs> drink it up and breathe it up. Uh, so I think that is everything I really wanted to cover. Um, is there anything that we, that we miss, Kay, that could be talked about? No, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. Um, there are any extra questions on what, if it's safe for certain things, feel free to contact us with those questions right right and and something that um haven't really talked about but um this video is or video haha ha, i do video so much mm -hmm. this 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 podcast um really just touches on the broad strokes of the safety profile for molecular hydrogen there's obviously other other considerations like, you know, um, how safe is hydrogen inhalation or how safe is hydrogen rich water, you know, the administration methods themselves. Um, and both of them are high and both of them, um, um, both of them are the common ways of administering it. And hydrogen water is more safe, has less safety concerns than hydrogen inhalation. But even at that, like once you really get down to the nitty gritty about hydrogen, hydrogen inhalation, um, you can see that it can be done in a safe manner. So 
um, I think that's it. Maybe that'd be sometimes something I could answer in questions for if you have questions around those things, I could I could answer those questions for you. But mm-hmm. but this is the podcast for Hydrogen Safety Profile. We hope you guys enjoyed it. See ya. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you. Make sure that you go to our Extra Minutes channel on YouTube. We have more than 57 full feature videos on hydrogen therapy covering various aspects from its antioxidant functions to anti-inflammatory functions to a host of other things, as well as other misconceptions, um, Q&As, things of that nature. So please go to Extra Minutes and subscribe to our channel. We would love to have you.